Welcome to the Global Wellness HQ family of podcasts. We are your international headquarters for resources and ideas and insight in relation to the nine elements of holistic wellness. Join us as we interview local and international wellness experts and learn how you can implement and improve one element or dimension of wellness at a time. Our experts will share their practical tips on wellness in one of these core areas. Emotional, intellectual, occupational, physical, environmental, financial, spiritual, social, or habitual. We created our family of podcasts as a resource for anyone who is looking to integrate the nine elements of holistic wellness into their daily lives. Welcome to the show. Hi, everyone. I am really privileged today. We have the legendary Dr. Doreen Rivers with us, and her friends call her River, so I'm going to call her River as as per requested. Um, Doreen, first of all, please tell my listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we're going to talk about a whole bunch of random things and, and just have some fun today. Thanks, Jeff. It's always great to see you and be able to chat, and this is just going to be pure fun. Uh, who I am is kind of a loaded question. It depends on uh, where I am and what I'm doing that day. <clears throat> but uh, uh, basically, I, I'm an entrepreneur, and I started my first business uh, when I was eight years old. <clears throat> and the kids down the street were selling lemonade, and they had their little one cent sign out and get a cup for one cent. And there were a couple stands on the street. And I was with my uh, brother and we decided that we needed a business ourselves, but we did not want to go into competition <clears throat> with the, with this plethora of lemonade stands. So what can we do differently? So we decided we would take Kool-Aid and put them in these metal trays and freeze them in the freezer. And the trick is to remember halfway through to put a toothpick in it. So when you pop them out, you've got a little baby popsicle that we call cubesicles. And we sold those for two cents each. And by the end of the week, we had all the kids in the neighborhood coming to our stand because we had something unique. And even though it was twice the money, they couldn't get enough of it. And it just uh, went from there as far as what's our next idea. And uh, for me, it's always what's the next idea and let's play with that and let's make that happen. And then it's like, okay, next. And it's been my whole life just to start companies, advise companies. I've had uh, companies come to me and want me to start their company. I've come in early enough <clears throat> to even name some of them. But uh, I come in and I'll set up systems and processes and uh, product development and, and their logistics and their global expansions and things like that. And it's been a, a huge learning curve and uh, it's put me in uh, dozens of industries that have been exciting to learn about. And so now I'm into uh, AI and uh, building some things in that arena um, because it's new, because people need it, because people want it and because it's, it's interesting and fun and challenging. So that's where I'm at. I love it. Now, in your introduction, which everybody can see in the show notes, you talk about exponential technologies, and that kind of resonated with me, and I made a note. Um, I'm going to ask you a bunch of things, and and for those who can't keep up, I'm sorry, but I have a feeling Doreen and I are going to be um, talking at a higher level. How do you define something that is an exponential technology? Because I think too many people are trying to be 
additive or, you know, slightly better, you know, there's that 1% improvement. What is exponential technology to you? Well, that term actually came from Ray Kurzweil, who uh, is a Google genius and a predictor of the future and a very good predictor of the future. Exponential in, in those terms is uh, a technology uh, that doubles in capacity every couple of years and yet is half the money when you get to there. So when you look at computer chips, those and computers, they started out being very expensive and very big. Now they get smaller with, uh, with twice the capacity, but they cost half as much as they used to cost. Um, the 5G, 6G, 7G wars are part of that. Um, flying cars are part of that. Longevity, some of the longevity techniques uh stem cells and 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 building uh new new organs with 3d uh, printing devices all those things are exponential technologies because they're getting to be uh twice as good costing half as much and performing uh at a level that we never expected anything to be and and yet here it is um Peter D. Mandis likes to say the future is uh, faster than you think, and it's already here. And some of these things are here, and they're just waiting for approval to become mainstream. All those things are exponential. I love that. And I think one of the, the things, like there's this entire, I'm going to call it a subculture, because I, I'm just realizing um, there's this community of I don't even know what to call visionaries. Let's start with that word. Um, you know, it's like that 10% where they hang out and, you know, their version of what's possible is different because their reality is different. Um, I feel like you hang out with a lot of those, you know, we've solved that problem five years ago. We're just waiting for the regulators to catch up. Is that a fair comment? It's a very fair comment. And once you get into those groups, abundance 360 is one that I belong to. And, uh, uh, talk about feeling like a small fish in a big pond. There are absolute geniuses that are in some of these groups. And number one, if you let it, it can make you feel really dumb and really stupid uh, because they're doing these astronomical visionary things that you didn't think of. And they're actually not just thinking of them, they're doing them. Um, but the other part of it is that uh, it's invigorating and it makes you think bigger and it makes you uh, be better at what you're doing and reach much higher than you anticipated. And yet when you do that, somehow you figure it out and you, you, you're, you're playing on a much bigger level and a, and a, and a bigger playing field had you not been with these people. So I love to hang out with really smart people and I'm not as smart, but it makes me feel like I'm at least getting there. <laughs> I love that. My uh, my personal mindset is you should never be the smartest person in the room. If you are, you are in the wrong room. So I, I love being in a room where I feel like a dummy because that's where I'm going to learn the most. So I love that. Um, now, I want to talk about your motto, grit knows no limits. Um, where did that come from and how has that applied to you? And then we're going to talk about your book next. So. I actually coined that myself. I was trying to think of what describes someone who thinks of these really lofty 
ideas, um, projects, and then actually starts and does them. And and really, at the end of the day, it it, does, it takes grit. And and what grit really means is that nothing stops you. So so here's an example. I was in um, Africa in in June, and I had set myself a goal the previous year to hike Mount Kilimanjaro. And uh, <clears throat> the summit of that is 19,341 feet. And uh, it's seven days up and two days down. And, and you, you better be getting ready for that and preparing for that so that you actually succeed. So what that means for me <clears throat> is that I set out my training and I didn't, I did really hard stuff. I did harder stuff than what Kilimanjaro was just so I would be overly prepared. But I knew that when I got online and I signed up with the expedition company and then I turned around and I got my airline ticket, I knew that I was going. So now how am I going to get ready? Once I got there in Africa <clears throat> and I took that very first step on that hiking trail to take seven days to get to that summit, I knew I would finish. And the reason is, is because you have your first step and then you have your goal. And whatever happens in between, it doesn't matter how hard it is. You've already set your sights on finishing. Here's your goal. Whatever happens in between, you just take it a day at a time, an hour at a time, a step at a time, till you get to the top because that's your goal. And there's no quitting. That's the grit. There's no limits because it doesn't matter what's thrown at you. You will still figure it out. And that's where that comes from. I, I love that. I'm going to share a story because you're you're actually cracking me up internally. Um, I knew somebody once who lived at sea level and his goal was to climb Everest. And so he actually, I'm not kidding, Doreen, he'd go and climb sand dunes. And he got to the base camp of Everest, looked up and said, screw it and went home. Um, so I think that's the... <laughs> And, and I don't even know how much he paid to get there, but I was like, seriously, you plan to fail. Like, like literally what kind of person would train at sea level to go above sea level? I mean, and yeah, he, and by the way, he was like, depending on his mood and his hangover, um, he'd, he'd train 20, 30 minutes a day. And I was like, I don't feel like you're serious about this, but it was I think dad's money and he was mad at his father, but um, you know, he came back and he told everybody that he got to the base of Everest and I'm like, and you turn around and came home. Um, he didn't even stick around to see his expedition come back. Like it was just, he's like, I don't like living in tents. And I'm like, Again, yeah. you didn't think ahead. Well, I, for me, if I, if I decide to start it, that means I've decided to finish it. Yeah. Otherwise, why are you doing it? I, and to be I'm baffled by those people, it's like, why would you waste that energy? Like, just go do something else. Like, I'm called crazy because I'll work on something until it's finished. And I'm like, to me, crazy is quitting something when you've started it. Like, why wouldn't you finish it? If you're going to quit, don't start. So we're going to talk about your book. And for my viewers, I fell in love with Doreen. I think it was in the the preface or the first chapter. Um, she talks about her 
innovation and how she helped her kids and how she, um, you know, built a little business because she had to. Um, so let's talk about Brain to Bank. And first of all, uh, I want to hear the, the tale of the grit that got you going to write the book. And then I want to talk about your favorite takeaway from the book or what you think my li listeners should be absorbing because i i'm going to be honest i keep rereading the first three chapters and it's like oh there's another great nugget so doreen's got one of those books just fair warning you can't put it down um and when i do put it down it's because i need to take notes on what i'm going to do next so sorry uh, let's talk about how the book came to be well it's a culmination really of the last 30 years of what i've been doing which is having company companies hire me to start their companies and I've just learned so many things along the way. And it's mostly not, it, it's more what not to do than what to do. There's actually a section in the book called uh, another episode in the drama series. I didn't see it coming. And, and it's so true because these companies would, would fail to do things or do them the wrong way. And it either cost them that product or the profit margin. And sometimes their company because they just made these horrendous mistakes. So the book is really there to keep the readers from making a mistake. Here's what these guys did. Here's what not to do. Now here's what to do. And, and it goes through 17 chapters of if you want to start a company, you already have a great idea, but you don't know where to start. Here's where you start. Start in chapter one and read this. And then there's a, uh, actionable items at the end of each chapter that says now that you've learned this do this and this and this to move your new company forward now I'll move to chapter two and by the end of that book you really should have your product or service out on the market up and running because you didn't just learn about it you actually did something about it and that's the difference you can read and you can get knowledge you can learn things but if you don't put it in an action step and then do it you have nothing but knowledge that does not get you your product into the market. So the, the book is set up for you to be successful and start here. You're going to end here. And guess what? You're going to have a great time doing it because it's easy to understand what to do. It's not always easy to do, but you know what to do. Now go do it. Well, and, and I think that's um, I'm used to. So the way I usually read books is I read it fast through once over and then I decide, is this a book? You know, that's the first date. And then I decide, do we want to have a second date? And then if we make it to a third or fourth date, you know, I do a deep study and your book, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go do that. You know, it's it's like I keep putting your book down, which is really weird because usually that's against my my brain. But I think that's the aha moment. I'm going to give this testimonial, if you will. Um, if you don't have time to follow Doreen's advice, when are you going to have time to go back and do things over? Well, there's a little saying, right? Um, you can do it sooner or later and sooner is better. <laughs> and cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> a lot cheaper. And guess what? You're actually going to get it done. Yeah. And, and less, less painful. All right. So um, this is, is going to be fun. Now you talk about being fit river. And so let's talk about, what fitness means to you and how has that contributed to you reaching your, your many, many goals? Well, you know, it goes back to uh, Augustus Burroughs. He had this quote and it says, 
uh, I'll paraphrase it. It says, uh, with your health, you can have anything you want. Without it, you have nothing. And it's imperative. It's the number one thing on my list every day is what am I doing to stay healthy? And, it, and it's usually working out and watching, you know, what I eat and being smart about it. I don't ever make it so hard that I can't continue. I don't have like hard, fast rules. Like, yeah, if you order fries at the, uh, uh, when we're at dinner, I'm probably going to take five of them when you're not looking, but most, but it's not my, my, not my daily menu. And I've just been like that my whole life. I just think it's so important to feel good when you feel good, you get up and you get stuff done and you feel good doing it and it doesn't wear you out and you don't need a nap in the middle of the day and you're not going to the doctor all the time. And it's just your health is everything. And then then you can go do everything you want to do. But you got to take care of that first. Well, and honestly, if you don't have your health, you're not going to have anything else. And, you know, I mean, the extreme cases, you're in the ground and you're feeding some worms like you're you're not having your legacy in under the ground. Is that fair? Well, that's very fair. And uh, those worms are going to have to get that nutrition somewhere else. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think, uh, by the way, River has some amazing analogies. Read the book just for the love of the wordplay. I think it, it's fantastic. Um, one of the things I want to pull out of that is you, you, you talked about, um, you know, you might sneak some of my fries, but that's not your main meal. And I think that's what a lot of people, they'll, they'll fill up on fries and they don't have room. And, and by that, I mean knowledge, you know, they fill up on the wrong things and then they don't have room for action. They're, oh, I'm too full or they're too sedated. And I think a lot of people, you know, normal people that I've, I've met, they read the book and they feel satiated because, well, I read the book. But it's like, well, you can now use that book to prop up your coffee table. It's just as useful to you as just being in your head. Um, so I love that you've created that roadmap and, and you've got the, the paths. Um, what's probably for you as you were writing that book? Because I'm, I'm going to guess that you with your grit knows no limits. Um, you start things that you finish. What was your biggest aha writing the book? Because I suspect that there was a bit of a, an aha moment where you were like, how do I make sure people finish? Well, it really is what we've already talked about, which is I really wanted to have people learn from other people's mistakes. But more than that, most people have at least one great idea. And if this helps you to get that idea into the marketplace, then the book is a success. It's not about me just telling you stuff. It's me telling you how to get it done yeah. so that you actually have something. You, otherwise, you still just have an idea. Yeah. Uh, just another checklist, right? It, it, it is, you know, and there's a difference between having a great idea and having a business. So let, let's say that you're an engineer and you, you create this little robot that, that goes across your desk and picks up a pencil and brings it back. You're going, oh my gosh, look how cool this is. You know, this robot brings me this pencil. This is so You would awesome. buy that. And, and, and guess what? You have a really cool robot. You don't have a business. Yeah. And the book Brain to Bank teaches you how to create the business, how to market it, what you need to do to keep it going, distribution, the whole thing, so that it's not just an idea. It's actually a product or a service 
And it's not just some little cool thing that sits on your desk. Yeah. You've sold it to your mom and to Jeff. You know, it's that's not a business, right? Yeah, yeah. Fr friends and family are not it, right? I mean, they're, uh, they're, the they're your first buyers and they get you up and running and they, and they all tell you how great you are. Well, let's see some of your other customer reviews of the people that are not at your family reunion. What does that say? River, I'm just going to share this morning. I actually had a conversation with a very excited young entrepreneur and his entire business model. I can give you in a minute if you'll, you'll listen. Um, he's going to make videos on how to swim better. He's going to post them on YouTube and everybody's going to send him money. And I know it's going to work because my mom said so. The only thing that's going to drown is him and his business. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, he also, in that same story, said, oh, by the way, I have a backup plan. I want to be a software engineer. I hope somebody will hire me and pay me to get trained on it. And I was like, you might want to step back and reevaluate your life. He's very young, so I'm not judging him. It's just, it's very much the world is going to bring me something. And, you know, I, I loved reading your, your introduction because it's like the world gives us nothing. We got to go out and find it and we got to build it and um so let's talk about Alpha 81, because that is the whole point of this show. I want to introduce great people to great people, and River is already go becoming fast one of my favorites. Um, what does Alpha 81 do, and how does it look to work with you? What does that look like? Alpha 81 is a company that I uh, started because industries were looking to hire me. What have I done? So you put together your website and then from there, you know, you end up being hired to consult with companies. And I've, <clears throat> I've come in to start dozens and dozens and dozens of new companies, but I've also come in to consult with existing companies uh, who are looking to create a new vertical. So for example, a construction company hired me to come in and they wanted to start a restoration vertical to their existing new build construction company so what does that look like you know and that's you know that that's a company that comes in and rebuilds your home after a fire or, or a flood or all of that and so i came in to help him establish all of that and it was an existing company but that's a whole new thing they hadn't done before that's like starting a new business because it's a new part and a different kind of construction um and and so alpha 81 comes in and uh helps you start your own company or helps you start a new vertical to existing company. I've uh, done a lot of, of change management. Some of the uh, companies want to go in a different direction. More importantly, recently, uh, every, you know, the new buzzword is artificial intelligence and everyone says, oh, we have AI. And, you know, what they think AI is, is they have a little chat box that, that never answers a question, goes around in a loop and drives you crazy till you hang up. That's not that's not AI, you know. Uh, <laughs> generative regenerative uh, videos and, and natural process, you know, language processing models and machine learning and there's a ton of buzzwords. But what is it you're really trying to accomplish? What will help your business move forward? What kind of AI do you need to make your business better? It's not coming in to replace employees. It's coming in to be your new assistant and collaborator. What is it that you need? That's a whole different ball game. And uh, 
that's an exponential technology. And, and, and so what does that look like for your company? And that, that seems to be more of what I'm working on lately than anything else. I, I love that. And I think that's so important. <laughs> you know, the, there's all this misconception about AI and, you know, people are like, Oh, we can relax. AI is here to save us. Well, if you don't have the brains managing the tool, how's AI going to help? I mean, it just feels like you're busier and you got more noise. Is that a fair, fair statement? It's a fair statement and also adding that there are all kinds of different AIs. Uh, that's like saying the internet, like AI, right? Like there's yeah. all these components to it and they all do different things. What is it you really want or what do you need? And then which AI tool is going to help you get there? It's not just AI. It's what specific AI tool will help you with what you're just talking about. And uh, I, I'm going to say something mostly in jest, but I hope it exists. Um, I live for the day where there's an AI to tell me which AI I need to use. So if that's in development, please send me a direct message. I want to hear about it. It, it. it actually is. And I just heard about it last week. I'll dig it up and I'll send it to you. <laughs> People think I'm joking when I say that. And I'm no, like, no, no, there's. It, no, it, it's, it, 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 I read about it. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I know but, I marked it somewhere. There is a human being, I can't remember his name, but he was known as a polymath. And he's literally, if you Google him, he's the last person in history to know everything about every human subject known to man. And that was, you know, 1880s or something. Um, the information ex age just exploded. I don't think it's possible for one human to have that depth. So I, I feel like, um, you know, for me, I, I'd really, you know, if I could be, my nerdy day, I'd go hang out with Watson at IBM for a day, you know, just <clears throat> tell me what I you know, Watson, tell me everything. I now no, no one knows everything. Now, what you need to know is where to go to, to find it. And that's all you need to know. You need to know it's there. You just need to know where to go. And I would um, add to that where to go to not find it, because that's, you know, I, I know some people, they do research on, you know, Facebook, and I'm like, that's not where I see the great minds of our our day gathering and sharing their wisdom. Um, you know, I, I miss the days of Aristotle where you knew where they were. Um, now, this is a question that's off the grid, but I, I hope you'll indulge me, River. Um, I suspect that you work with a certain type of human being. Let's talk about who works best with you, because, um, you know, given that we've talked about um, the book driven, I feel like, and your grit, um, what kind of human being is going to enjoy working with you the most? And, and flipping that around, who do you enjoy working with? I would say mostly uh, entrepreneurs, business minded people. These are people who already have ideas. They just need help implementing them, knowing which direction to go. And and and, and they have what what I really cherish, which is which is grit. They're not going to quit. That that not quitting really comes down to your why. You need to know why you're doing what you're doing. And you need to dig about five levels down to really figure out why do I really want to do this? Because if you don't know that and it's not compelling enough, as soon as you get a couple of stacked problems one on top of each other, which obviously in, in invariably you will, um, th then you quit because you your why isn't strong enough to get you through the tough times. 
and you got to know why you're doing it, why it matters to you, what what is the outcome of this? So, for example, writing the Brain to Bank book, books. This is like my eighth book, and I if I started, I'm going to finish it. But what gets me through that is knowing that Brain to Bank could help millions of people get their idea out of their head and into the marketplace and cash in. I love the fact that this can help so many people. They just needed a little more information and they needed some steps and they need to go from go to A to Z and they're just fine. So here it is. And, and that keeps me going because I know how many people this can help. So that's why I was able to finish the book. You need to know why you're going to finish what you're doing it's easy to know why you're starting it just because it's it's exciting and right now it's easy because you just yeah. started what's going to help you finish it what is that why that's at the core of everything well and honestly what's going to get you up in the morning and out of the tent at base camp to take that first step up the mountain right you know your why has got to take be strong enough to carry you up and back whereas i think most people's why is shiny object you know oh look at that shiny object um now i'm gonna say this for my viewers i have this inspiration um brain to bank needs to be a book club and and i'm because one of my things is people need accountability you know a strong while get you most of the way but accountability to yourself um so i feel like there's a book club that's going to be coming out of this conversation fair warning river <laughs> <laughs> okay well if you're leading it i'm good it sounds great by the way, that's one of my my weird gifts to the universe. I am really good at starting book clubs. And what I realized a long time ago is it's not how many books we cover. It's how much we take action on the book we cover. Um, so I love creating book clubs with just one book. And people come to me and go, but I want to read a variety of books. And I'm like, well, I want you to be successful. So, um, you know, there, there's a balance there, right? There is, and there's a, there's a method to that madness as well. And and uh, simplicity is the name of the game, and it doesn't mean it's easy to do, but it means that it's laid out and it's understandable, and you know where to start, and you know where you're going to end. I love that. And one of my favorite um, people that I follow, and, and uh, unfortunately he's passed, but Chet Holmes talks about the Dream 100. And I'm going to share this with you because I had this aha moment this morning um chet holmes used the dream hunt 100 to help um charlie munger and warren buffett turn billion dollar companies into million dollar multi-billion dollar companies and yet i talk to small businesses and they say oh, i don't have time for that it's like if you don't have time to figure out who the 100 people are that'll make the biggest difference in your business um, and by the way i'm by default putting river on everybody's list watching this um, but if you don't have time to figure out who the 100 people are that make your business move forward by leaps and bounds, at best, you're looking at incremental improvements. Um, how much fun is incremental improvements in your world, River? Do you ever spend time on incremental or are you always about exponential? Oh, it starts with the exponential, but you have to break it down. And, and it is that one step at a time. And the incremental is what you do every day. You look at the big picture. Every night I take my calendar. I look at what I have to do tomorrow. And then I'll break it down. And I'll number it in priority. And, and those are the incrementals that keep it going. 
And if what you're doing does not move the boat forward, you need to not be doing that. And that's another time to reflect on, is this going to help my business move forward? If not, why is it on my list? Yeah. So you get to do that every night and cross stuff off or move things up in priority, depending on what happened the day before. But your list is there. You get up in the morning, you already know what you're doing and you know where you're starting, number one. And you do that night before and you're you're leaping into the day. When you get up in the morning, you walk into your office. And if work is more fun than fun, you have nailed it, my friend. I, I love that. And I can't help but think doing the right things and making progress helps with grit. Is that fair? I think they go hand in hand. And I don't think you can have one without the other. I love it. Well, I could talk to you all day, River, and I want to be mindful of your time. You are the expert at being you. Have I missed any questions I should have asked you? Oh, I don't think so. I think we covered some of the biggest things. I mean, what makes me tick? It's coming up with great ideas that help other people. I um, I love it. And for, for my viewers, I happen to know a few um, intellectual property attorneys, and I'm thinking they need to meet River because, you know, good attorneys have people with ideas and people with ideas need good attorneys. Um, how can people connect with you and learn more about what you do and, and maybe talk about working with you at Alpha 81? Well, you can go to alpha81.com and there's a little form there that you can send and just say, hey, I've got a question or can you connect with me on this? And I'm happy um, to follow through on that. And for your readers today, uh, Jeff, I recently launched another little book called Working Together Alone. And it's all about how to outsource. And on your, your readers can read it. Your listeners can read it free if they go to riversfreebook.com and you can read the book, right? Sign, sign up, read the book free. And it teaches you, especially for people who have new businesses, nobody wants this uh, big list of employees that they're responsible for and they have to pay every month. This teaches you how to find people when you need them and only for specific projects and you pay them the fee and you're done. You don't have this huge overhead as a startup. And it's all about how to do that, how to work together alone with other people on a global scale, uh, riversfreebook.com and uh, read it and have fun. There's also a form there where you can contact me if you need to, but alpha81.com, go there and uh, shoot me an email. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time today, River. I had a blast and uh, I've learned a lot and I'll be sharing my progress through the book online because I think that's one of my ways of being accountable is other people can see that I'm doing the homework. So thank you for uh, being with me here today. And thank you for uh, renting some space in my brain uh, and moving in. So thank you. It was more fun than fun. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we invite you to either click the link below or scan the QR code to register and listen to other episodes of our podcast or if you think your business or you would be a great guest to be on our show we're always looking for experts in one of the nine elements of holistic wellness we'd love to have you you can either click the link below or you can scan the QR code and complete our speaker intake form thank you and 
to your wellness.